Welcome to Secret to My Success. For the next hour, you're going to hear fascinating stories from the people and personalities who found their success in business and in life. Now here's your host, Alan Bornstein. Good day. This is Alan, Secret to My Success. And Don, you're stuck with me today. I am. No Louis. Louis. No Louie. We got excited. He was with us last week. Now I know it. Now he's gone. Well, we didn't have he another guest from Puerto Rico, so he wasn't really interested. Like you know? I know. Beautiful lady from Puerto Rico. <clears throat> Craziness. Mm-hmm. How are you? I'm very, I'm good. You're good? Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to elaborate on? <laughs> uh, no. I no? know you want to ask the questions. What question? What kind of question do you think I want to ask? I, it's, you always have to how's, know. How's Tay-Tay? Tay-Tay's very good. Yes? She's good. She does gymnastics and she does the uh, silks. She loves it. She saw I don't know it. if that was a thing. It is a thing. She saw it. She was probably five and a half, six. I mean, she's only seven, but she wanted to do it. And I we thought had to, only we had little Asian wait. kids did that. We had to wait till she was seven and she started it. And I don't she, mean Asian kids. I mean, like, in, in the arts, you know, Taekwondo. No, I mean, karate, have you seen, like, Pink, the stuff that Pink does in the in uh, her videos? And then, uh, like, Circus Olay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she does that. She loves it. So let me ask you, are you doing that, too? I kind of would like to. Really? I'm Did they have an I adult would class? With throw that? a hip out or something? Right. <laughs> yeah. I want to see the video. Uh, yeah, it's cool. It's cool though. It is really cool. That's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. What else is going on? What else is going on? Traveling? Where are you going? Oh, actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going in November. I am. I got approved to crew at another Tony Robbins event. It's the UPW. Remember I did it last year? I do. I thought it was awesome. They get you to come out there and work I for know, free. I know. Isn't it great? Did they even pay you? They feed like, us. With feed you. They feed they you feed food? They feed us. No, but it's it's really, it's it's good. Where I, is it? This year is in Dallas, Texas. Really? Yeah. Can I go? Um, you can buy yourself a ticket, sure. I don't want to see Tony Robbins. Why? It's a great event. I mean, it's just life change. I love it. I love it. You do? I really do. Yeah. I'm excited. And you've moved from point A to point B in your life with all of the things that he's taught you how? It, everything is, you know, um, yeah, it helps you grow. It gives you a different perspective. Some things we already know, some things you need to rehear. Just connecting even with people who are all in the that same um, likeness of mind, right? I think I said that wrong, but the same mindset, right? People are into personal development. People are into growing. So, so I, I like that. So if I was to ask anybody that. associated with you in any way at all how this has helped you personally grow, what would they tell me? Oh, they'll tell you. I'm cr- I mean, I'm, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm still a little crazy, but my crazy Well, I didn't say less. you weren't, but I'm just Even wondering. Even though my crazy can come out and some right? people, you know, but I've learned a lot. I've grown a lot. Absolutely. That's not what I asked. I'm asking the people well, around you. What are they going to tell you that next time you go, you really need to work on this? No, they'll they'll definitely say there's been a difference in uh, me doing the work that I do. Okay. Yeah. Just checking. Yeah. And I know it too. So, I mean, that's really where I think it counts. Okay. Well, I need the best of you today because we have the most boring okay. subject in the world that we're going <laughs> to talk about. Okay. I mean, seriously. But it's an, and it's an important one. It's one step above proctology. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, Steve. We're not making fun of you. We're not saying that you're a proctology guy. We're just saying that you're a pain in everybody else's butt. So how, I got to ask the question, how long has Steve? Steve. Known Alan? I've known Alan for, geez, it's been, uh, seems like 50 or 60 years, but it's been about 10, 12 years, Alan. Okay. That's Something lo- like that's that. That's long enough. We met at a chamber event. Okay. Yes. Long enough. Yes. And he showed up, and he's picking me up, and he he shows up in this, like, 76 Jeep, and I'm laughing. I'm like, right, you're driving that, no doors, no windows. He's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, you're crazy. 
Unbelievable. So Steve is a Florida boy. Like born, Native? raised. Oh. Yes. If you look okay. at his skin, you can tell. Because mm-hmm. he was out in the sun all the time putting butter on his face <laughs> when he was a child. <laughs> right? I, uh, I, did, uh, I did not ever wear a shirt, shoes, or hat. Uh, I was always outside. Uh, my feet got to, you know, we have sand spurs down here. And I don't think you have them up, up north where you're from. But we have sand spurs down here, and they really can hurt if you walk on them or get them on your skin. It got to be my, the bottom of my heels were so thick that I could run over them, and it wouldn't bother me because I never wore shoes. Wow. Hmm. It's because you didn't because want to, I'm, or mom just didn't have money to buy because you shoes. Because it was well, we we had it tough. We had it tough. It was, okay, uh, it was a tough upbringing, but a lot of kids around. A lot of had a lot of fun. Grew out, uh, grew up over on Congress Avenue, across from the old Farmers Market. It was a great place to grow up. Uh, when my dad bought the house before I was born, all those friends said, "What in the world are you doing buying a house?" Out on Congress Avenue, there's never going to be anybody living out that far. Oh, wow. That was in 1820. 1819. 1819. Okay, 1819. Close. Uh, That's pretty funny. But it was a a great place to grow up. Uh, Had a lot of fun. Uh, We used to go to the farmer's market all the time. Uh, Had my first job at Bader's Bakery. It was a bakery on Congress Avenue. I think I was 12. I used to go in there and... Uh, get up early in the morning and go in there clean up so they could make their donuts. Uh, it was uh, I had a lot of a lot of fun growing up. It was uh, I I feel sorry for kids now that uh, just don't get that opportunity. Mm-hmm. So I know this for a fact. You subsidize the lifestyle of your dermatologist, <laughs> right? <laughs> You have, you have like Mohs surgery, like what, every other day? I, uh, every fourth I, day? I, I did have Mohs surgery yesterday on my ear. Uh, we have a lot of very good doctors down here because they get a lot of, uh, lot of work, especially out of me. I see my dermatologist about six times a year, and I see I normally have Mohs surgery about two or three times a year. Hmm. You know, I'm a, a freckled face, blonde-haired, beer-drinking Irish kid, yeah. and should have been born in Probably. Minnesota. Should have. Should have, but I uh, was born down here, and when you were young, uh, we didn't think of putting any suntan lotion on. We put uh, iodine and baby oil on to get yeah, yeah. to get burnt up. Yeah, but I never tanned. It was just burn and peel for me. So I'm That's all that, that Irish. All the yeah, all that uh, all that I did back uh, back then is coming back to haunt me now. So I want to know how many weddings and bar mitzvahs do you think you've actually paid for? <laughs> <laughs> Out for the doctor. Yeah, my, my I mean, doc, seriously. My, oh I, yeah, he's coming back. Uh, New un- car. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, <laughs> as you get as you get older, uh, there aren't as many doctors having uh, weddings and bar mitzvahs for their kids. Uh, I've been through. You know, I'm 67, so a lot of the doctors that I've had over the years have retired, uh, and so I'm uh, I'm just starting a whole new group of uh, of doctors that i'm uh, i'm helping their family that's awesome <laughs> gotta love it hey don i'm listening i know he's got a big bandage on one ear but he actually has an ear mm-hmm. i see it's pretty impressive okay so steve let's talk about the most boring subject in the world legalized gambling legalized, legalized gambling <laughs> legalized gambling it's called insurance i make a bet with my insurance company every year right that i'm gonna crack up my car and they bet me i'm not i bet with my insurance company every year that I 
I'm going to have my house burned down. And they tell me, no, but we're going to figure out a way to make more money on that. You know, insurance is a necessary evil. Um, you've, uh, you should have it. I mean, I'm a big believer. I'm very conservative. I was a banker for 25 years before I got into insurance. I've been doing insurance for 25 years. And uh, I've always probably been overinsured, but I sleep better at night knowing that if anything happens, I mean just about anything that happens, I'm protected. Uh, unfortunately, over the, uh, over the past years, there have been things that have happened in the industry that have increased the cost of insurance greatly. And uh, people are having a tough time of it. I, um, I've got a little agency in, uh, in Boynton Beach, and generally speaking about every other call, somebody's calling to say, you've got to do something about the cost of my insurance, either my homeowners or my auto, mm -hmm. and uh, to, to make it so that it's affordable. Yeah. It's, move. It, yeah, I mean. But it's everywhere. It's not just us. I mean, it's, okay, it's, we're gonna take a, it's worse in We're going to take a step back before we get there, okay? Okay. I want you to think about this, Don, okay? It's 1925, and somebody's hired you to sell the first life insurance policy. And you've gone to a guy like Steve and said, look, this policy's really new. When you die, you're going to have given us money, and we're going to give the money to your family members to help them. What do you think? Somebody would have said, depend Are you on crazy? how I felt about my family exactly. members. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's crazy to think that somebody came up with this idea that you're going to give me money, and when you're right. dead, I'll give that money to somebody else. Yeah. And somebody's signing up for that program, mm -hmm. right? Can you imagine going to an old Indian and saying, hey, we need to insure your teepee? That allowed yeah. you, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So how did we make this so mainstream that everybody has to have it? Somebody had a brilliant idea. Oh, the idea. history of it. That'd be interesting, right? You know, um... Obviously, uh, banks uh, had a lot to do with requiring that you have insurance. If you have a loan, if you have a mortgage, mm -hmm. uh, you've got to have insurance on the on the property. If you get an automobile policy, uh, auto, then you're going to have to have an auto insurance policy. Uh, so, you know, banks have had a lot to do with it, actually. Uh, and years ago, people didn't really think that they needed insurance because their families would take care of them. Uh, uh, mother or father dies, the rest of the family chips in. Well, that's a little bit more difficult these days. Not a lot of people have the money that, uh, uh, or the capability to, uh, uh, to make a living like they did in the past. It's very difficult. Life insurance is very important. I have it. I've always had it. Um, and obviously I didn't buy it for myself. I bought it for those that I leave behind. But a lot of did, people. Did you leave me anything behind? I, uh, I've got, I got a little something for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Love you, brother. Uh, but honestly, a lot of people still think that their family will take care of them, or somehow the government yeah. will take care of them. And I'm sorry that doesn't happen. Your Social Security, if you, uh, uh, if you're, uh, if you, you're getting Social Security, I believe there's a $250 death benefit. That uh, if you pass away, somebody's going to get $250, which is nothing. I mean, at one time maybe it was something. But Might pay for half nothing. the flowers at your funeral. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, won't even. Yeah, won't even pay for half the flowers. It's uh, it's sad, and it's sad that uh, everything has gotten so expensive. It's getting tough for people to live in South Florida. It's getting tough because of the cost of everything down here. But realistically, let's go back to life insurance. So, look, when we all started out, we had nothing, mm -hmm. right? Most of us started out with nothing, and we had to work our way up. 
And you get to a point in your life where you've got assets, you've got money. Is it always that necessary to have life insurance in place? That well, well, do you want to do you want to have your family to be able to carry on without you? And luckily, my kids can carry on without me. Well, I try and buy them stuff now. They're like, Dad, we got our own money. We don't want your money. That's right. uh, that that's good. But uh, um, you know, especially years ago, a lot of spouses didn't work. So how do they survive if you're gone? If your sole income's gone, mm-hmm. and and something that other people don't uh, don't think about much anymore. Uh, or they don't think about it at all, is even if you have a spouse that's not working, that's watching the kids, what happens if she passes away? You're not, it's going to cost you money. Uh, you can't count on your family members to always be around. People are moving all over the, around the United States. You may not have any family where you are. So it's going to force you either to move close to your family or you're going to have to spend money so that your kids are being watched during the day. Excuse so, me one second. Audience, wake up. We're talking about insurance. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Dawn. <laughs> wake up. I'm listening. I'm awake. I'm here. Okay. I'm going to have to lower the volume on that little thing. You think? Yes. No, I think we should leave it loud so I'm we can leave, actually. I'll leave it loud. Go okay. ahead. Sorry, so, Steve. So, I mean, obviously, uh, life insurance is a very boring subject. Uh, Who wants to talk about their death? In, uh, Nobody. In, we all in, think we're invincible. Well, we're going to live forever. It's always been uncomfortable for me, but I've, I've met people who they, they talk about it just very comfortably, right? Like, because it's a matter of fact. It's going to happen. So we got to address these issues. Don, you want to be buried or you want to be cremated? I want to be cremated. I do, too. Mm-hmm. Steve? Uh, cremated. Yeah, I don't want to be buried. Mm-hmm. I've been in an MRI that thought about being put in a box <laughs> for the well, rest of eternity. You're yeah. a little claustrophobic. Oh, my. I, there's just no you're way I want ele- to do you're that. You're not even an elevator guy. That's Yeah, no. burn me. It's all right. I'd feel better. Uh, That's crazy. Okay, so let's get that out of the way. But a lot of people don't like to talk about this. No, most people don't because they're talking about their own death. And mm-hmm. people simply don't. You know, everybody knows that they're going to die. Nobody gets off this earth alive. Nobody gets out alive. <laughs> Nobody gets off this earth alive. So uh, they know it, but they still don't want to talk about it. And I get it. I understand. And I'm not Ned Bryerson. Ned Bryerson was the guy. Bill? uh, Yes. Bill? Exactly. Mm. What's the name of that movie? I can't remember. Groundhog Day? Groundhog Day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Really? Everybody that sees him just runs from him because they know he's going to talk to them about life insurance or long-term care or disability or something like that. And... It's it's tough. It's a tough thing to talk about. People don't like talking about their own mortality um, until it's too late, and they're seventy five years old. They're going, oh, you know, one of these days I might die. Well, it's probably a little bit too late to get insurance at that point. So educate us on uh, the life insurance. I don't have any personally. I should probably should have something, but you don't. I don't. Really? I don't. Given so your educate. Li- us. Hold on. Given your lifestyle, I'd like to buy that policy. <laughs> 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 you know the the problem is if you if you pass away, who's gonna? I mean, a, a funeral these days is very expensive. Right. You're not gonna get get away with much less than twenty thousand bucks these days. So unless you, you get cremated, unless well, even even cremated, they. I mean, even just giving you a little pine box, they charge for those. Yeah, they uh, do. It's so and and so who's gonna pay for that? Your kids? Is it right that your kids have to pay for that? So what are like the different kinds? Is there are there educate me? Like what are the different kinds okay. of life insurances? Like if I want to come to you and I say, okay, I have nothing. I need I need a policy. Generally, it depends on the need. 
if you need life insurance for a short amount of time, for instance, you want to make sure that you have life insurance for when your kids are young so that they'll be able to go to college. Maybe you need a life insurance policy for 25 years and that's all you care about. Once they're out of the house, out of college, you don't want to think about it anymore. Well, so for me, I'm older, right? My you kids are? are my, my kids are grown, but I do have Taylor who's, she's, she's a little one, right? So, and then who knows? I could live till, you know, I'm 90 or I could live till tomorrow. I mean, who you, knows, you right? want to make sure that, that your daughter's taken care of? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, who's gonna, if it comes who's to my take, kids, they're they, they're probably gonna throw <coughs> me in the bonfire out back. And <laughs> I mean, you're you know, it's a joke. It's <laughs> <laughs> Alan shaking it, his head. It's all fun and games until somebody lights the <laughs> <Yeah>. match. <laughs> uh, so you get you know, if depending upon your need, you get short term insurance if you have a short term need. If you want to have money there for your kids growing up, if something happens to you, you buy short term. You buy a term life insurance policy maybe you buy it for 20 years or 25 years so if anything happens then they can it'll all the it'll cover it's, the expenses of it'll cover the expenses of your of of anything of everything everything that you want to have taken the end care of, life of party yeah i mean if you want to make sure that your daughter goes to college for four years you're going to want to have a lot of money because college is not cheap and it's getting more and more expensive all the time like mm-hmm. everything else so you're going to want to kind of estimate what it's going to cost to have your kid go to college plus What's it going to cost just to buy food for them, to buy clothing for them so that they can go on vacation with somebody every once in a while? So pay off all the debt maybe that you have, like yes. mortgages, stuff like that, and then yes. see what you would want to leave them that they would have a secure, better yes, absolutely. days moving on after we pass. So there's that type of life insurance. There's also um, uh, what used to be popular was whole life. Now... Um, Whole life isn't as popular. Whole life is uh, where you buy a life insurance policy that's going to last your whole life. Mm-hmm. And then when you die, it's going to pay off. Those type of policies you can actually borrow money on. Mm-hmm. So later on in life, you've had this whole life policy, which is more expensive than a term policy. But you've got a need for $20,000. You can actually borrow money off of that life insurance policy for later on in life. Um People don't normally uh, buy those policies anymore. There are different types of policies that, uh, that that people buy. But one of the neat things about life insurance right now, and I'm in the middle of it because my mom is uh, is in her late 80s. My mom was a smart lady, and she just decided to buy long-term care insurance. Uh-huh. Long-term care insurance she bought when she was 60 years old. I believe it cost her around $250. She is living in a long-term care facility right now for the rest of her life, and she will never have to pay another nickel. The cost was, at that time, it was about $200. It went up a little bit, but she became she got to the point where she could not live on her own. She couldn't clean the house, couldn't... Uh, pay for all the services that she needed to have done on the house. She was having a tough time cooking, so she decided to move into long-term care, and she was allowed to do that, and she's allowed to do that. If she doesn't have one more nickel, they will take care of her because she bought long-term From care. From that policy. From that okay. policy. You can do the same thing now with a lot of life insurance policies. You buy a life insurance policy, you can actually get money if for whole instance, life not term life not term life uh you can get money back if you're going to be uh if you get diagnosed with a 
deadly illness. You can take a good chunk of that money out and do anything you want with it. You could spend it on a trip to Europe, Alan. You could uh, spend it on anything you want. You could spend it on some kind of a crazy idea that you have that uh, apricot seeds are going to cure whatever uh, illness you have. You can use it for anything you want. You can also use your life insurance for long-term care. It can act as a bucket of money that you use for your long-term care because they know that you know, if you're if you're needing to go into long-term care, you're not going to live forever. You can borrow that money, and it's a real good thing that life insurance companies have done for people. Um, it wasn't available before, but now it is, and it's a uh, it's a real good thing. It's now let's just step take a step back. I've heard this long-term care is like like almost you can't afford it now. If you don't get it when you're younger in life, I mean, it's okay. super expensive. You need, to, you need to start thinking of it when you're maybe in your early 50s. You know, nobody thinks about long-term care when they're 30 years old. Uh, I, didn't, I, I don't have long-term care, but I do have life insurance, and I can purchase a different life insurance, believe it or not, at 67, and I could use that. To pay for long-term care now. At what age do they? What what age is it? Like yeah, forget there's it. There's really can't not buy it a. You know, if you can afford it, there's really not a not an age. So my dad's 83. Can I get him life insurance? Uh, <laughs> yes, but there would be you probably, but there would be some uh, there would be some uh, things that uh, you'd have to do. For instance, you'd probably have to get a policy where the first two years, if he dies, he has no coverage. Mm-hmm. They'll give him his money back. But there's not actually life insurance coverage. They'll give him his money back. So, <laughs> unless, Sorry, that's unless, unless he gets hit by a bus. But if he dies of natural causes, if he dies of cancer, dies of something, he probably won't be covered. And the cost would be prohibitive. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question that might be on the border of illegal, but I just want to hear. <laughs> okay. So you were a banker. I was a banker for 25 years, yeah. Okay. So if Dawn was to get a mortgage in her father's name because they can't discriminate. You could be 100 years old and they've got to give you a 30-year mortgage. Mm. Correct. Right? Correct. They have to. Correct. And if it, the, they put this insurance on the mortgage that if anything happens to them that the mortgage is paid off. Yeah. Why wouldn't she put, get a mortgage in her father's name? <laughs> well, <laughs> you can't really do that. You can't purchase life insurance uh, hoping somebody else will die. Not life insurance. I'm just you're saying mortgage a, with do, the mortgage insurance. Well, mortgage mortgage, mortgage protection is life insurance. You can call it whatever you want, but it's life insurance. If somebody's dying and there's money to be had because they passed away, it's life insurance. But life insurance is age-dependent, whereas m- getting a mortgage, technically they can't discriminate against your age when giving you a mortgage. Um, true, and they don't. They don't. I mean, you can be 90 years old and still get a mortgage. Uh, getting insurance to getting life insurance of any type, you may not be able to. Depends on your health. But mortgage insurance comes from the right. But there are still caveats that are that are involved. You can't. You know, they may or may not. You know, they may have a limit of 80 years, as far as the insurance portion, or maybe they have a, a 70 year limit. Huh. Uh, it could be that once they're 70, they can only get it for 10 years. Once they're 80, they can get it for five years. Once they're 90, you can't get it. Uh, there are, you know, there are as many different types of, uh, of life insurance policies as there are companies. 
every company has a little bit different different thing going on. But uh, listen, I'm a big big believer in life insurance. I think it's uh, I think everybody should have it because I've seen what happens when you don't have it. For instance, in the paper, you'll see where people are crowdfunding. They're wanting to get money because somebody died or somebody got sick. I see it a lot. You see it a lot. Mary Lou Redden was just raising $400,000 because you would think this woman has got money and they're trying to do funding for her because well, she's sick. She may not have, I, I don't know. She doesn't have what, health insurance. Right. And 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 she should. You know, I most people can get health insurance. Even if you're sick, you can get health insurance through the government, uh, through you know, through what people call Obamacare. There are certain things that you need to you need to qualify. You need to make a certain amount of believe it or not to buy to buy insurance through. We'll just call it Obamacare. You have to have a. Uh, used what do we call be, it? The Affordable Care Act. Yes, it is the Affordable Care Act. Yes. Uh, you had to have uh, you had to have an income of twelve thousand dollars a year, and you had to have there was a maximum amount that you could make, and they would give you money towards the cost of your insurance. I don't think that there's a maximum that you can make in order to get it. You just have to pay the full boat. It was crazy. This woman was just on TV pitching insurance. And then there's these stories out that she's sick. Yep. And they're doing crowdfunding to try and pay for her medical bills. Right. And uh, and that's that's sad. Yeah. Um, Do you remember who she was, Don? No. She was an Olympic gold medalist, gymnastics. Well, I mean, I remember Mary Lou Retton. If that's you know that's, that's her. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, yeah. okay. I remember. I remember her. I'm a, I, I, I love the Olympics, her, but I don't remember that story. I love the Olympics. Oh, it's just it's out like last week. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I don't know exactly all that's behind it. Maybe she was she didn't qualify for some reason. I don't know. Right. Uh, if she had that much money, she probably if she could afford it and if she could find it, she probably would have had it. Uh, I don't know why she didn't. I I, I can't really really talk about that. But um, not having life insurance, which when you're younger is very reasonable, not having life insurance and uh, some, having something happen to you and you pass away, it's, it's a shame when people have to crowdfund for money to bury somebody. Right. It's, it's sad. It's sad. Huh. Well, thank goodness you're not the first one trying to sell this to people. <laughs> Nope. A lot of people out there, uh, a lot of very good people, a lot of very good companies. Um, I don't know of any, uh, I can't think of any life insurance companies that have gone out of business. There have been some homeowners companies that have gone out of business. Oh, we're going to get there after the break. We're going to beat break, you up yeah. on that. Especially so, recently, but. Ugh. This is a good time. Let's take a break now and we'll, we'll be right break. back. You do? Yes. Dawn, let's do it. <laughs> Does your business have at least one employee? Did you get PPP money round one? Did you wait too long to get round two? Even if you got PPP round one or two, or didn't get a dime of PPP, you might be eligible for money for employing people during the pandemic. The program is called Employee Retention Credits. ERC is being advertised all over the radio, TV, and internet. Companies are popping up promising you hundreds of thousands of dollars from the government. They are charging really large fees too. The ERC program is legit 
legitimate. The question is, are you using a legitimate company to get what you deserve? Many of these companies have popped up and will disappear after they've been paid. ERC is a payroll program. You want to trust an established and stable payroll company that will be there for you if there are ever questions from the IRS. Workgroup Payroll will evaluate what you are eligible to receive. No shortcuts, you will get paid what you deserve. Our fees are lower than anyone trying to get your business. We do not earn a dime until you receive your ERC money. Call us now to see how much money your business is legitimately eligible to receive. 561-953-2007 or email alan at workgrouppayroll.com. Welcome back, Dawn. Welcome back. Are you here? I am here. Right I can't here. see you. You're hiding on me. No. You know, I think you're doing that on purpose. I am, actually. So we're going to continue talking with Mr. Steve But we're going to change to homeowner's insurance? Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about homeowner's and car insurance that everybody here in Florida is getting I just had some up. issues, big issues with my homeowner's insurance. Craziness. Homeowner's insurance is absolutely out of control. So for this year, right, I had to renew, and of course the prices were higher. Um, and uh, the lady at the agency that we worked with, you know, we ran a bunch of numbers and stuff, and she checked all these different places. And um, so it was like one thing after the other. First, she gave me like a few different rates, and then she we were we were insuring it for a certain amount. And then after we paid it, and I got all the paperwork back. It wasn't. Now they can't insure me for the amount I wanted my house insured for. Then um, we did the uh, we did the windmill, mm-hmm. right? And four the point four inspection. Point. And uh, then they wanted more money. After the four point inspection? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just been since the very beginning. It was just like it was a, it was a disaster. It was a mess. Never in all the years. I mean, I know there's issues going on, but I think you know not to be mean, but I don't think she knew what the hell she was doing. First off. But it was from the very beginning, one thing after the other, after the other, after the other. I think she was like a year into the business, and God bless her. I wouldn't, I, you too. I wouldn't want to be in that business, at all. But I mean, our, there's we don't have very many options out there because if you quote it to somebody else or go somewhere else, it's going to be more. But it was just like again, from one thing to the next thing with her was just a disaster. It's uh, not everybody knows everything that's going on. I mean, I've been in the business 25 years. I certainly learn new things all the time. Uh, In your case, they may have given you a quote before they knew exactly what mitigation credits and they made some assumptions. Mm -hmm. And then when they got the mitigation back, they went, uh, hold on, how old's your house? getting this credit. Uh, It was built in like 97. What was your roof done? Like what, 2008? It was the last time the roof was done. After Wilma? Yeah, yeah, yeah. After the storms, where no one was really pulling permits or anything like that, they were just letting people do the roofs. I don't so, so there's so I don't there's nothing on record like when you go to the property appraiser site. So, but one of the questions is if she like I was told we can insure it for a certain amount, and now we can't, and it's insured for less than I want it insured for. Well, you can insure you can ins- actually insure it more with most companies up to twenty to twenty five percent higher than the replacement cost valuation that's that's done. That's done by the insurance company. That's done by the insurance company. Every every different insurance company has got a different replacement cost estimator. That's um, insane. And you can uh, and if you go in there and, and they say the replacement cost is three hundred thousand dollars and you're thinking to yourself, you know, there's no way that I'm gonna be able to replace this for three hundred thousand. I want three hundred and forty thousand. 
Well, normally they can increase it that much. Most companies, again, will allow you to increase it up to 20% higher than what their replacement cost estimator mm. is. So if she said that she couldn't insure it for any more money, maybe she was simply misinformed. Because most okay. companies, you can do that. Okay. You cannot go lower. If uh, if she said it's worth three hundred and you've got a $100,000 mortgage, and you say, all I care about is the, the mortgage, I don't want to insure any more money than that, and that's fine, but they're not going to do it because... Legally, they've they are required to do it at uh, at the replacement cost of your home. Okay. So that's one one thing maybe that's good you can yeah you know, one, one yep. thing you can get back with her and talk about. You can ask her why it went higher. Again, they probably made some assumptions. Like if you told her that your roof was replaced in two thousand eight, she probably gave you an FBC equivalent discount, and she gave you an eight penny nail six inches apart discount but if you don't have a permit you're not getting that discount mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what you do you're not getting that discount i don't think you can go back to the city or state and say hey i want to get a permit today For, yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah. i think that ship has sailed i don't think that you're going to be able to to do that so a lot of people back after it I, it happened in my neighborhood there was a uh, group of people that were going around saying that we can in, we can replace your roof for $10,000 and i said no you can't mm -hmm. he said yeah 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 we can do it and i said no you can't i said the workers comp is going to cost you almost that much i said you get me a copy of your of your insurance and uh, we'll take a look at it. Said, well, I don't really use my insurance. I got a friend that I go through. I said, well, you're not stepping on my property. Mm -hmm. One of your guys falls and hurts themselves. It's going to be on me as the homeowner. So I yes, they get to sue your homeowner's policy yes, for their damage. Right. They get to sue me, and I had, I have to go against my homeowners because I was trying to save a few bucks. What's his number? <laughs> it's um. So as far as as far as the cost, uh, there are different places that you can shop around. There are different companies out there, but they're getting far and fewer between. Um, and some companies will only will only insure homes with roofs less than ten years old. There's one of them that I saw recently that it had to be five years old or newer. Um, even Citizens, the insurance company, a last resort, which. People hate for some reason. It's I don't the only hate them. resort right now. It is, it is the only resort for, for most people out there. And in all honesty, it's cheaper. Now, there are things that you don't get with citizens that you get with other standard companies. No uh, screen you, enclosures. You do, they do not cover screen enclosures. So you're on your own with a screen enclosure. Um, if you have a water claim, they will limit your water claim to $10,000 unless you use their people. If you use their approved list of vendors, they will insure you up to the value of your home. So you always wanna do that. Other insurance companies do not do that. Some insurance companies say 10,000 and that's it. We don't give you any more. Okay, let's talk about that. Water damage. Yep. Hurricane comes through, rips off your roof and your house gets flooded. Well, flooded they, is, there's different types of flooding. Okay. If a hurricane comes through and rips off your roof and water gets in your house because your windows are blown out and your roof is gone, that's not considered flooding. 
Okay. That's a hurricane. Flooding is rising water. You can get rising water from a hurricane, absolutely. You can get it from a bad storm. So if there's a hurricane, my roof doesn't get blown off, and water comes up into my house. It's it's a flood. It's considered flood. If you if you don't have flood insurance, you're not getting paid by your insurance company. So what about um, say your pipe, say if your uh, you know your plumbing or whatever, and you have you your house floods that way. If there is a if there's pipe damage, then that's covered under your homeowner's insurance policy. Not necessarily the. It doesn't flood, flood is, at is fl- natural. So flood water is, in the house is covered. Water outside the house coming in the house is flood insurance. Is flood insurance. Right. Rising water or storm surge or mud. You know, we don't really have to worry about that here. But in California, they've actually got mudslides, mm-hmm. uh, which are covered under flood insurance. It's uh, Everything is a little different in every state. Uh, but FEMA uh, does a pretty good job. It may take them a little while because there's always, when there's a flood, there's a lot of homes involved. You know, after this storm that we had, uh, Ian, over in the uh, west coast of, uh, of Florida, we really didn't see it here. So we didn't really feel like it was a bad storm, but it was one of the worst storms that we've ever had in Florida. But from what I saw, most of the damage was flood. It was caused by the hurricane, tidal surge, but it was actually flooding. And those homes were not covered unless you had flood insurance. You don't have to be in a high-risk flood zone to get flooded. Most of the Mm. flooding that happens in Florida is not in a high-risk flood zone. Oh, really? Nope. See, I I, I, I do have flood insurance, but I'm not in a, a flood zone. That's good. That well, everybody's actually in a flood zone, but you're not in a high risk flood zone, so right, the cost okay. of your insurance is cheaper. Right. If you are in a high risk risk flood zone, an A uh, flood zone, then it is going to be more expensive. But it's still, you know, I've always had it. Didn't matter where I lived. Again, hmm. I was always conservative, so I always had it. I've never had a flood, but if one happens, I'm I'm going to get money. You're covered. So, I'm going to get I'm going to get up to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for my building and up to one hundred thousand for my contents. That is all FEMA flood will cover. Mm-hmm. You can also get flood insurance through your through some homeowners companies. You get homeowners insurance with you if they're smart. They'll ask you if you want flood insurance coverage, and if you say yes, they will give you a quote, and they may go up to three, four, five hundred thousand dollars. And you're fully covered. But if you go through FEMA, it's $250,000 max. So let's talk about the problem. And this is what I think the big problem is. Insurance companies put about 10% of what you pay them aside in reserves for damage. 10%. Maybe. Maybe. So these guys are just becoming pigs. These carriers have just, they figured out that they can make more profit selling more policies at a lower cost in Connecticut than they can in Florida. Because if something happens, they have a risk. But these people have gotten crazy. Seriously. So what happened? I mean, I, I've been told a few different things. So mm-hmm. from your side, what, what's happened that to mm-hmm. cause all this craziness? Um, it's everywhere, but especially in the state of Florida. You know, the number one, the number one problem that we, uh, that we have, all insurance companies have, is water. Water damage claims are number one. It used to be dog bite was number two. I'm not sure mm. if it still is. Um, but water is the number one problem, which, I mean, I see a lot of water claims. An average water claim when I first got into business 25 years ago was 
two or three thousand dollars. The average water claim today is in excess of twenty thousand dollars. Hmm. So that is an issue. We had um, a, a problem that lasted for five or six years, seven years maybe, where attorneys and roofers would get together. That's right. That's yeah. and uh, and if. You know, and would file claims, and because of the way that the laws are in the state of Florida, they were able to get away with paying on uh, damage that probably should have been paid for by the homeowners as just part of your regular maintenance. But when you get an attorney involved, and that's over with now, but when you got an attorney involved, the claim went from $20,000 up to maybe $80,000 because of attorney's fees. Now, insurance companies, they have actuaries that can tell you about how much that they're going to pay out in claims, but it's hard for them to figure out how much additional they're going to have to pay out for that. So insurance companies had to take huge rate increases. Then those huge rate increases were approved by the insurance commissioner of the state of Florida. You don't just go and get a rate increase hmm. just because you want one. You don't get it. You have to prove to the state of Florida that you need a rate increase. So most of these companies have been taking rate increases of 20, 25, 30% and higher. And higher. And higher. Um, citizens, on the other hand, are limited to what they can increase by the legislature of Florida, legislature in Florida. Why is that? Um, because citizens is run by the state of Florida. It's a different beast. It is insurance, but it's run by the state of Florida and Everything is approved through the Florida legislature, whereas other standard admitted companies are handled through the insurance commissioner of the state of Florida. So if you have a citizen's policy, your policy is going to go up no matter no more than 10 to 12 percent on a yearly basis, where everybody else is going up 20, 25 percent. So what's the difference in, in the coverage from each company? So if you have citizens or you have somebody else... Well, with citizens, again, you don't have the coverage for your screen enclosure. If you have a carport that's made out of a different material than your roof, you don't have coverage for that. Uh, you have 100000 in liability instead of 300000 or 500000 or a million that you can get with a standard company. Um, there are limitations on jewelry, on guns, on different things that you might be able to increase with standard companies that you can't do with citizens. Citizens, and and it's sad because citizens, citizens is generally cheaper than everybody else out there because they're limited as to the rate increases that they can take, mm -hmm. which is why we have almost 1.4 million customers with citizens, which is more than any other insurance company has. You hit on something before. You said that if you're with citizens and you have water damage, if you use their vendors, they'll cover more. Yes. So why in the world wouldn't they allow private insurance companies to come in and say, look, we are going to give you a policy. The policy will be discounted, but the deal is you need to use our vendors that we've negotiated with, and you need to waive your arbitration right in order to do that. So that people know that they're going to get a vendor, the insurance company is still going to be responsible for workmanship and everything else, but it eliminates the lawyers from the whole process, and I get coverage that will satisfy the needs of my financial institution. It seems like that's an easy fix. Why is it nobody can understand this? Our state of Florida has left everybody hanging. 
I've got some very close friends that are attorneys that I love, but attorneys have a very strong uh, presence in um, in the state of Florida. Um, it, it's tough to get laws passed that are going to restrict what attorneys do. I mean, back when I was uh, when I was young, they they didn't. You could, if you were an attorney, you couldn't uh, you couldn't even go on and advertise on television. No, I get that, but I'm saying a contractual obligation between the carrier and the insurer to say, look, in exchange for you getting a better price, okay, you need to use our vendors if something happens, right? And you need to waive the the attorney privilege that it might be just an arbitration or, you know, there's some other methodology in which these things can be resolved as opposed to, because right now it's, Think about all the carriers that have just left. They said, we don't, we'd rather have nothing to do with this. Well, Citizens does do that. If you use their Citizens vendors, does, but why? I, what I don't understand is if the model works for Citizens, why isn't private insurance figuring out a way to be competitive with them by offering some sort of incentive or something? You know what I'm saying? It just doesn't make any sense to me. Well, what, uh, what a lot of companies do out there, well, I say a lot. It used to be a lot more, and a lot of them stopped writing in South Florida. But uh, insurance companies will do that. Now I don't know about uh, doing away with the right to have an attorney. Uh, that would be that would probably be tough to get passed through. But uh, you can purchase generally if you purchase. Uh, and again, it depends on how old your home is. Uh, you can purchase. You'll automatically get ten thousand dollars. You can actually purchase more water coverage. You can purchase more up to the limit of the policy if you have an inspection done. You have an inspection done. They come in and they check your pipes. Well, I had one customer. He had uh, the bendable, flexible type of pipes. They didn't like that. So they said, if you want to get this coverage, you need to change the piping underneath your underneath everything that had that type of that type of piping. And they did it, and they were able to get coverage because of it. Um, there are some companies that do that, but other companies just say, you know what, ten thousand is it. We don't care. Ten thousand is the maximum that we're gonna that we're gonna cover. We just can't take that liability risk, and we're not gonna do it. And they don't. So what are you doing for customers that are coming into your office saying, "My insurance just went to twelve thousand mm. dollars"? Well, there are things that you can do. You can. The, the first thing that I do is I take a look at their policy and see what coverages that they have. Um, maybe there are coverages on there that they used to have that maybe they can do without. One of the things that'll save you, um, depending upon the company, can save you a good amount is having actual cash value on your contents rather than replacement cost. Replacement mm-hmm. cost means you get new for old. You get, you, you bought a, a Tootsie leather couch for $5,000 10 years ago. With replacement, they're gonna replace it with a $10,000 Tootsie leather couch. Uh, if you have actual cash value, they're going to replace it. They're going to depreciate the value. And uh, when they depreciate the value, you're going to get a lot less and it's going to save the insurance company. So they're not going to charge as much. So that's one thing that you can do. Uh, you go in and look at the replacement cost estimator. The uh, Some companies automatically increase how much coverage that you have on your policy on a yearly basis. Maybe you don't. Maybe it hasn't gone up that much, but they automatically did it anyway. You can go back and take a look and see if the replacement cost that they're insuring your home for is too much. Um, 
taking a look at the mitigation inspection is a is a big deal maybe you had a roof put on a couple of years ago and your agent didn't know about it and you're not getting that credit hmm. um, and simply doing um, uh, I've got a system in the office most insurance agencies do where you can go in and you put basic information and they'll come back with quotes from different companies um, that's another way of doing it but it's it's getting tougher and tougher because everybody is increasing rates and generally speaking what's ending up happening is if if somebody comes in and says I cannot afford this and I can't find another company other than citizens people are willing to go to citizens even though they're gonna lose some coverage they're willing to do it as long as the company is that they're with right now is over 20% more expensive and generally speaking they are and doesn't citizens have a um, um there's something in there in their contract that says they can do like a readjustment or something at some point through the year or they can for everybody that they have covered in a catastrophe so if a catastrophe happens then they can go and reevaluate basically and and raise that's the that's the other issue and and people I need to understand called, this yeah. it, it's a uh, they can they can go in if if we have a terrible storm year next year uh, they can uh, come in and give you a one-time assessment, assessment yeah. of up to 45% of the cost of your insurance. That you would have to pay at that time. Well, we don't exactly know. I, I don't know that for sure. Okay. I don't know if they'll, but I would think that they would want it because they're going to need the money to pay claims. At Citizens does not purchase very much reinsurance. Standard companies have to purchase reinsurance to make sure that they have enough money to pay claims. Well, that's another reason that the cost of insurance has gone up. These reinsurance companies have decided, you know, there's a single called global warming and there are going to be more and more storms and they're going to be much more aggressive. So because of that, they are increasing what the cost of reinsurance is. So maybe five years ago, reinsurance costs an insurance company five hundred million dollars and insurance companies have to pay that well maybe now because they've upped their rates they're paying nine hundred million so they're paying nine hundred million they're not going to dig in their own pockets to pay for that they have to get that from the people that have policies with them and that's why rates go up you know reducing what uh, what was happening between the attorneys and the roofers that may help in the future. It's not quite helping yet, helping yet, but it may help in the future. Hopefully there's not something else that's gonna come into place like the cost of reinsurance that's gonna make rates go up even higher. We just don't know. And, and, and the not knowing is the difficult part and, and insurance companies don't know either. I'm gonna have to send you my policy to look at. I, I would love to take, take a, a look, look at, at it. it. If you've got a good policy, I'm going to tell you to keep it. I may, right. I may make a few suggestions. You might want to do this. Uh -huh. But if it's a good standard company, I much prefer you having a standard policy with a standard company rather than citizens because of that 45% that they right. can charge you. What I started to say before is citizens can, citizens can charge less money because they don't purchase much reinsurance. They purchase some or they're not required to purchase as much. So because of that, they're not fully protected and we're not fully protected. So 
Now, I don't know what's going to happen if they come back and ask for 45% from you. It could be 25%, 20 could be 10%. We don't really know. It depends on how bad the storm season is. But it's a big issue, and it hasn't happened before. And I don't know what's going to happen to all those legislators that that say, yep, let's go ahead and charge them 45%. I mean, I wouldn't be happy. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't think the voters would be and happy. And did they do that when the storm happened uh, on the West Coast? No. They didn't do it, right? Nope. Yeah. Nope. They had the money to cover that. Well, they denied a lot of claims because it was water well, damage, right? And a lot of claims were flood were flood damage. So they, really, they denied a lot? If Yeah, if it was a flood then it's not covered. Well, then it's under period. your flood insurance. That's if you have flood insurance. That's all the policy. You know, I've got flood insurance, and uh, I just paid my bill today. It was $706 a year mm-hmm. for $250,000. I live within three miles of the ocean, um, and I live on a navigable canal. Uh, I absolutely am going to have flood insurance, even though I'm not in a high-risk area, believe it or not. Even though I'm on that canal, I'm not in a high-risk area. But it's $706. I used to pay $1,000, and they changed the flood boundaries. And the cost of my insurance actually went down. Doesn't happen very often, but it did. Hmm. So people are saying that they thought that insurance had to be more of a national thing than a state thing. That would be wonderful. But the states regulate all the insurance, not... There's no federal. And each state is different, though, too, I guess, with the natural catastrophes. So I, I guess it kind of would make sense for it to be individualized per state to a certain degree, yeah? Well, flood is nationalized. And yeah. that's really the only type of insurance like that that is. And it's a good thing. So uh, why can't they do that with homeowners insurance? Because if you live in Tennessee and you're paying $1,000 for homeowners and they they come back and say, okay, well, if we get involved in this, you're going to pay $2,000 because of the hurricanes in Florida, the hurricanes in Mississippi and Louisiana and Texas. Do you care about the hurricanes that happen <laughs> elsewhere? Well, oh, the answer no, I'm is, not going to pay for their stuff. The That's the right is, approach. No, I, if I was in Tennessee, I, I'm not paying for their hurricanes. That's yeah. their problem. They live there. They choose to live there. Exactly. So <laughs> I just don't see that ever happening. Huh. Not going to happen. So that's why. Okay. So if somebody wanted to get a hold of you to uh, get educated. Hold and, on. Before and we get, get there, I have one last okay. question. Okay. okay. We have a few minutes left. Aside from actually pulling a permit for the work that you do on your house, Dawn. Yes. <laughs> aside from that, what other things should people be doing in order to keep their insurance either where it is or to get a better rate? Well, for 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 one thing... Uh, you need to maintain your house. Uh, I see people coming in and talking to me about getting a policy, and um, I have a uh, I request a four point mitigation, and I come back and there is stuff all over their lawns. Mm-hmm. Nobody is going to want to insure a home where there's stuff all over their lawns because during a storm it's going to be picked up and thrown around. There's not, you know. There's got to be some pride and ownership. An mm-hmm. insurance company likes to see pride and ownership. Your place is painted. There's not rot on the on your fascia. Um, just regular maintenance on your home is a very important thing to do. Do make sure that if you're supposed to get a permit, get a permit. I understand it's going to cost more money. I understand that uh, you're going to have to pay for the permit. You're going to have to pay for people that are licensed. 
but those that used people that weren't licensed for the roofs are having issues these days because they can't prove when their roof was put on. Mm -hmm. And if you can't prove when your roof is put on, that limits the number of companies that you can in have insurance with. And windows too? Like um, having, yeah, having windows put in is a, uh, is a, is a great thing. We, I did it. And you have to have every, like your garage every door, opening. Every, every opening. Every opening. And here's something that hopefully everybody's doing. The state has got a fund that will help you. Uh, if you go to My Safe FL Home, My Safe FL Home, you can go in there and they will actually help to pay for a new roof. Oh, really? They will actually help to pay for... Uh, windows. For windows and shutters, they'll pay, they'll help to pay for that. For every dollar that you pay, they will pay two dollars for you to improve your home against hurricanes, against storms. Um, I did it myself. My roof is probably going to cost twenty thousand dollars. They will pay ten thousand dollars of it, hmm. but it's not going to be around forever. Well, I applied, uh, and I'm stuck. Yeah, well, they came so to the house, they did the inspection. Yep, same with me. And, and now I'm waiting for the contractor approval or something. Is it's, it like a financial qualifi qualification? Nope. How do you qualify? You qualify if you if you if you need a new roof, then you're going to qualify. If you uh, if you need if you don't have storm windows, you qualify. Okay. Um, very few people don't qualify. Hmm. Um, it's it's got to be your primary residence. It does have to be your primary residence. Absolutely. Cannot be secondary. Cannot be rental. It's got to be your primary. But it's a great program. You're going to wait a little while. But it's a great program. Steve, okay, so we are out of time. She wants to shop her policy. How does she call you? 561-967-6887 is my number. One more time. 561 967 6887. And just to let you know where I'm at, I'm at the corner of Hypoluxo and Congress. I'm on the second floor of the Bank of America building. Been there for 23 years. And the name of your company? It's Golden Insurance Incorporated. Insurance Incorporated. Okay. Yep. Anything else? That's it. You Beautiful. do car insurance too, don't you? We do a lot of car insurance. I can't think if you have, if you need a commercial policy, we can help you there. Um, we do a lot of different types of policies. I used to say that we do everything other than pet insurance. I got pet insurance. <laughs> right on. Do you really have pet insurance? We really do no, have no, pet no, insurance. No, no, no. Do you personally have pet insurance? I personally. Come on, let's be the honest. the only insurance I do <laughs> not have. The only insurance I do not have. Busted. All right, Steve, thank you so much for being here. Thank you we very, very much, y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Secret to My Success. For more episodes, go on over to secrettomysuccess.com. That's secret, the number two, mysuccess.com.